This is Homebuyer Talk Radio with your host, Mark Evinger. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Homebuyer Talk Radio. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about the upcoming storm season and the types of damage that your home could sustain and that we need to be on the lookout for. We're going to talk with a home loan expert about the adjustable rate mortgage strategy for home buyers that can save you quite a bit of money. And we're going to talk with a local real estate expert about the benefits of using YouTube to find the perfect agent to work with. In studio with us today is Erica Slayton, a home mortgage expert with Wallach and Volk. Erica, welcome back. Thanks for having me again. You look pretty in red. Thank you. Also in studio with us today is Carrie Copeland, the owner of Patriots Roofing, a company that is unapologetically American. Carrie, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Mark. Glad to be here. All right. And uh, Carl Silva, a real estate expert with the Silva Property Group. Carl, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, it's exciting. A quick reminder for those folks out there that are catching our show that you can also get the podcast and video versions of the show anytime by visiting our website at homebuyertalkradio.com. And if you have a business that services homeowners, buyers, or sellers and you'd like to be on the show, visit Homebuyer Talk Radio. Click on the link to apply. All right, so first up on the show with Carrie Copeland, uh, hurricane season starts June 1st, yes, technically. Technically. Right? In Texas, it may be different. I don't know. We do things a little bit. Something brewing out there right now, so who knows? <laughs> oh, really? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I saw the list of names for the uh, for the hurricanes. I didn't see any hurricane marks, so that's a good thing. I, I don't <laughs> I don't want any of that. So, uh, and of course, it ends officially June 30th. So that's like six months worth of storm season that we're looking at, uh, according to the Colorado State University meteor lot meteor. See, I can't say this meteorology. Meteor, no, it's not meteorological. No. It's meteorology. 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 <laughs> Whatever. We'll move on. Project team predicts above normal Atlantic hurricane season and forecasts four major hurricanes wow. uh, to expect this year. So here in the greater San Antonio area, we deal with high winds and hail. That's is anything else that I'm missing, but it's like high winds and hail are the two big things. Those are the primary Yes, sir. Yeah, that's what we get here. It's like the hailstorms come through every few years and just wreck everybody's cars Mm -hmm. and everything else. And their roofs. So I know as a roofing company, you guys are probably really, really busy when that happens. Yes, sir. So, uh, of course, a waterproof roof, that's kind of like one of the, what is probably the most important thing on your house. Well, well, of course, in my opinion, it is. But yes, it protects protects your investment, uh, everything below that. uh, Absolutely. It's very vital. So when a storm comes through, I mean, what... What are some red flags that we should be looking for? As uh, down to limbs, uh, you know, tree damage, uh, things on the ground. If you're inspecting your house trying to find damage, it's to go to the soft metal sections, which would be your gutters, uh, your your vents, your downspouts. Mailbox, if you have one of the thin mailboxes, that will uh, indicate some damage there as well. And the most important thing is look at those areas at different times of the day because depending on how the sun is shining down on it, yeah. it you'll see the damage when it casts the correct shadow, and it's it's easier to identify. So, so like the uh, asphalt shingle roofs, and, and well, and even metal roofs, right? Because you're going to see uh, with different light angles, you would see yes, if there's hail damage or whatever else. Yeah, and especially with metal because if you don't catch it at right just the right angle. It blends extremely well. So yeah, and so like down tree limbs um, in the neighborhood, obviously. I mean, because you would see them everywhere. Sure, um, that's going to be an indicator that your roof has received some impact damage, possibly from a tree. Correct. Is that really what is that the main concern? Well, that trees? and just the fact that yes, debris flying. But then, if in the event that there was hail, uh, it's going to beat uh, all the leaves off and and the wind coming along with it. 
And on the wind damage, it'll cause a shingle to to flat back and crease. And she want to watch out for that because that shingle will eventually come off, at least that tab will. So let's say you've got a hailstorm comes through and there's a lot of impact damage on the roof, right, or even some. What is it about that impact damage that is that, comp- that can compromise the integrity of the roof? So the asphalt shingle, the granules that are on top of that asphalt yeah. serve two purposes. One is for aesthetics, pick your color, all that, and the rest, but the rest of it is to protect that asphalt. So whenever that hail comes down and uh, damages those granules, then it leaves the asphalt susceptible to uh, being damaged by the sun okay. and by the elements. So, and, and that can lead to leaks and other things? Is that? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, it will deteriorate that shingle okay. in those sections. When I was a kid, I remember going up on roofs and walking around on and stuff like that. I didn't really give any, I didn't really care about all the, the asphalt because I, I mean, it kind of comes off when you walk around sure. on the roof, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't really think about that kind of stuff. But right. so, all right, cool. So, um, obviously, when, uh, like, you talk about soft metal damage, so gutters and stuff like that, right? Yes, That's sir. an indicator. Say the gutter's messed up or whatever. Why is that important? Why is that significant? Because it, it, it is showing that there's been some sort of impact onto that metal. So your roof being in close proximity is probably going to suffer similar type uh, damage. Got it. Got it. Okay. And when people are, so like myself, storm rolls through, I'm going to go check out how much damage is done. What am I, I'm going to walk around, take a look at my screens, take a look at my gutters, stuff like that. If I see something that is a red flag for me, I'm like, well, I'm not going to call crawl up on my roof to check it because I'm 52 and I probably don't <laughs> exactly. want to. Exactly. Yes, sir. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but uh, if we call you guys, what are you guys going to be looking for? Or uh, what questions are you going to ask? Same thing. We'll, we'll do a, a damage re- or a storm report, weather report for that particular area, wherever you happen to live. So we'll have a good idea what did come in and affect different things. Uh, but that's what we'll be looking for is is mostly the telltale signs of the wind damage and then hail damage or or projectile strike type things. Uh, and that's what we're looking for. But we get up there and we identify how many hits you have. Generally, it'll go by 10 foot by a 10-foot square uh, and how many strikes you have in that area okay. to determine the severity of the damage. So what would be an indicator that maybe you would want to do something or that there's a big problem? Like- uh yeah, if there's six, six, seven different marks within that square. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, that's a great indicator. All right. All right, so um, you guys are looking at the roof shingles. You're going to figure out the extent of the damage. Um, and then as far as, yeah, if there's going to be a claim that's going to be made, you guys help the clients with that as well. Because as, to me, that's a little bit like I'm nervous about that process of <laughs> what is that going to happen or you know, what are the steps of that? Am I, is my insurance going to go up, that kind of stuff? So you guys help folks through all of that, right? Sure. Yes, sir. And if you're in a certain area and you have storm damage, whether you're claiming it or not, you're probably going to – your rates are going to go up ever so slightly because that's what they do. That's what insurance companies do. Yes, sir. Yeah. And the main thing is whenever – if you do have to file a claim to make sure that you get estimates on whatever the trade is that you need to have done – but you have to make sure, because that's an investment. A lot of people look at their home like they'll have the emotional side to it, uh, but it's an investment. So what you want to make sure that you do is you 
plant your feet firmly and make sure that uh, insurance indemnifies you for uh, for what you need and you know protect In other words, your investment. Don't let someone else devalue your investment. So if you don't make a claim and five years goes by and then there's another storm goes through, I mean, was there any like, hey, well, there was damage that was going on? It, it, could that come back to bite you if you don't make a claim and there it was could. damage? It could. Okay. If, uh, because in most policies, and you have to look at each individual policy, but they're pretty well standard across the board, is if anything happens to that insured property, it's the homeowner or the policyholder's responsibility to, to ensure that no further damage comes. So as soon as you notice something technically about your policy, you're probably required to, to get that uh, remedied. So when a big storm comes through, the insurance companies know, hey, there's going to be a lot of insurance claims that are going to be coming. Uh, people are going to be uh, contacted by roofing companies and all that, especially if it's a big storm, right? Oh, sure. Um, so anything maybe the consumers should be on the lookout for if they're being contacted by roofing companies, maybe some yeah, two or three. Quite under, do not under any circumstances give anyone any money before they've completed the work on your on your property or at least started the work on your property. Uh, in a storm situation, that it happens nonstop every single time. It's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's uh, people come in, they'll take down payments, overextend themselves, mm-hmm. not be able to complete the work. So that would be the biggest advice I would give: is do not hand over any money until that work has at least started, but preferably completed. I love that. When it comes to contracting, that's a big rule of mine as well. So if folks want to reach out to you, Carrie, uh, and Patriots Roofing, how do they do that? Uh, my phone number is 210-244-3165. And our website is Patriots, with an S, patriotsroofing.net. All right, Carrie, as always, thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. For uh, coming on the show. All right, a quick social media tip for small businesses. So a question, how many Facebook and Instagram posts should businesses put up Per week now, for the vast majority of small businesses, we we overthink it. But you really only need about one because the reality is people aren't that interested in your business. We like to think so because we're putting our heart and soul into it, right? Yeah, but really, sure. we unless you're a celebrity, right? I mean, people don't need to know what you're having for lunch or what your you know your motivational quote is for the day or whatever. They just want stuff uh, that reflects on their connection to your mm-hmm. business. So just keep that in mind when you guys are out there posting, um, and please focus on quality over quantity. All right, next up on the show is Erica Slayton, an expert in the home lending world with over 26 years' experience and certainly one of the top lenders in the San Antonio area. Erica, as always, it's great to have you in Thank the studio. You. I love being here. Yeah, so mortgage rates. What's yeah. going on? Exciting times, right? It's May right? 2022. What's yep. going on with the rates? May 2022. So last week the Fed met which is the organization for the government that controls short-term lending rates to the big banks when they borrow money overnight. And so the Fed did decide that they wanted to raise the rates by half a percent. Important to note, though, that that does not equate to mortgage rates going up. Even though you hear that all the time, that is not true. As a matter of fact, the mortgage industry absolutely rallied on that day when that happened, and rates improved by about a quarter of a percent that day. And that's typical because what ends up happening is when the Fed raises short-term interest rates, they're doing that in an effort to slow inflation. And that's what we're all looking for right now. We want our prices to go down on stuff, right? So as the Fed rose those interest rates by half a percent, mortgage rates dipped down. And uh, I expect that to continue as inflation gets under control. 
If inflation doesn't get under control, that's a different story. Yeah. So, I mean, it, are we looking at a mild recession coming our we way? We are. Or? We are looking at a mild recession. And don't let that scare you because it's going to be mild. That's everything is pointing to a mild recession. And honestly, sometimes recessions reset things in a good way. Yeah. Uh, you know, just make sure that you're in a good position financially and that you, I, I always like to tell the people that I work with and that I, you know, talk to on a regular basis, you should always have that safety net, extra money set aside in savings for that just in case issues that might come up and make sure that you're financially set. Most Americans don't do that though, right? Unfortunately we don't not. don't have a savings account past right. maybe a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> And that goes away at Christmas. Yeah. And yep. I and that's that's why I focus a lot on finances. Even though I'm a mortgage lender, I, I talk a lot about finances because it's important. Okay. So, so. the average uh, cost of a home now or, or owning a home, mm-hmm. we were talking about that. So what's going on there? Well, it's going up. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, Carl can talk a little bit about that too. But yeah, you know, uh, home prices are going up. They're going to continue to rise. Uh, we're not expecting any adjustment due to any mild recession that's going to happen. And, and that's just because there's such a significant shortage in homes available for sale. Right. So, and, yep. and even though there's some reports, by the way, on foreclosures, but they're still very small in the grand scheme of things. We're still 4 million homes short of demand. Wow. Well, that's a good thing if you're a home seller. It so is. when it comes to adjustable rate mortgages, this is the this is the thing. Now back, you know, in the eighties, it was mm. not a good thing. <laughs> sure. uh, but maybe it's a good thing now. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, it definitely can be for the right borrower. And so, you know, if you're a buyer and you're looking to purchase, and you're like, I really just don't like where the fixed rates are because, I mean, honestly, they're higher than they were in January. You know, they're double, right? Right. So nobody wants to hear that. But on an adjustable rate mortgage or an ARM, that's one of those things that you can utilize as getting a slightly lower interest rate. And I, I like to call it a Band-Aid loan. It is not a loan that you keep in and you stay in for the whole 30-year term. Uh, if you're a, buyer, a borrower and buyer that is not planning on owning the home for 10 years or 15 years, an adjustable rate mortgage can be perfect for you. You know, I don't, I don't stay in my houses for more than about five to seven years on average. So for me, it's, it's a great opportunity because I can get a lower interest rate and then I eventually I sell my house and I never even adjusted on my interest rate. However, if you're planning on keeping that loan for a long time and you're like scared about the, you know, future adjustment of your interest rate and you're not wanting to refinance in in the future, which is what you should do in adjustable rate mortgage when rates go down, you should refinance, then an arm is not for you, right? So you just have to be an educated borrower, know the pros and the cons. And that's one of the, the pillars of my philosophy of lending. And that is, let's talk about your options and make sure you know the pros and cons to everything. So what is a, an adjustable rate mortgage? Tell me the, mm-hmm. the functionality of sure. it that makes it different from a conventional. So so basically on a fixed rate mortgage, your lender is taking the risk of fluctuating rates, right? Because their cost of money is going up and down on a daily basis. But yet we're giving you the interest rate, that same rate for 30 years, right? right? On an adjustable rate mortgage, we're giving you that interest rate for five years or seven years or 10 years. And then every six months after that first adjustment period is up, that say five years in my first first example, it's every six months or every year thereafter that your rate could change. Now, important to note that after the 80s, which you mentioned earlier, that was a nasty time for adjustable rate mortgages because there was really very low adjust there was there was a very low restrictions on those adjustable rate mortgage terms. So you could see really big swings in your interest rates. Nowadays, there's a lot of safety nets for consumers to make sure that we don't get ourselves into trouble financially. So you're having a every six months or every year adjustment period after that, say, first five-year fixed period, you're not going to be able to go up more than a percentage in rate. 
that's restricted. So it's good protection safety net for you to make sure that you don't get in over your head. Okay. And so as we're in it, what should we be looking for Mm -hmm. as far as maybe it's time to pop smoke and get out of it? So anytime you see your interest rate on your mortgage being 1% higher than where current market rates are, that is an opportunity to refinance. Okay. 1%. 1%. If you get stuff in the mail, just like I do, probably you still do that to this yeah. day saying you should refinance. I'm like, why? My rate's lower than that. That's ridiculous. But I saw a lot of people that were like, hey, my rate, you know, I'm, I'm getting this refinance offer in the mail and it's half a percent lower than where I am now. Waste of time, waste of money. Don't even do it. 1% drop in rate before you should consider refinancing. What about how many years you have left on the loan? Is that a factor Absolutely. as well? Absolutely, it's a factor. How many more years are you going to be in the home? I had one client, she wanted to refinance just because she was, you know, she thought it was really sexy that she was going to drop her payment, but she was going to sell in a year. And I said, no, absolutely not. I'm going to be eating into the equity when Carl's trying to sell your house in a year from now. You're not going to have as much money in your pocket. So there is definitely that break-even period is incredibly important too. Okay, so if somebody's going to get an arm now, mm-hmm. what's the savings? What's the savings? It's about, like on a $300,000 home, it'd be about 144 150 bucks a month savings. Okay. And that can be considerable to some people's pocketbooks. It could make so. up for the gas. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> or your milk or your bread or anything else you're having to purchase right now. So, yeah, it definitely makes a difference. And so, you know, like I said, it's not for your... I don't, I don't suggest this for your average first-time home buyer. It's definitely something that takes more of your financial savviness to watch things. And, you know, my philosophy on that is you don't set it and forget it when it comes to an adjustable rate mortgage. You just don't. This is something you need to watch what's going on. Because if the rates do decline and you don't know it, then you're, you've lost the boat, right? You're, you've, you're out of it. Um, I had a couple of people call me last month, for example, and, and I had done some refinance analysis for them back in 2021. And they were like, hey, I want to refinance now. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's yeah. too late. Too <laughs> you know, high. You missed it. So we got to wait for the next time. All right, Erica. Great segment, as always. Thanks. If folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best yes. way for them to do that? That's going to be my website, www.letstalkmortgage.pro. Or you can, of course, call me on my phone, which is 210-219-7608. And, of course, on all the social media platforms under Let's Talk Mortgage. Awesome. I know you got a YouTube channel as I well. I do. Let's Talk Mortgage. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we're actually going to get into that a little bit with Carl. So uh, more and more real estate agents are starting and growing YouTube channels. I've seen that. I've had, uh, you're the third, uh, you know, real estate agent that has a YouTube channel here in the San Antonio area that I've had on the show because to me it's very interesting. I think it's a very smart way to market. Um, but you guys are like trying to capitalize on a lot of the, the growth that's happening right here in the San Antonio area. So uh, home shoppers are using YouTube to learn about cities, neighborhoods, schools, local activities, and great places to eat and shop. And like in San Antonio, we have some great events here Amazing that yeah. are good opportunities yeah. to really kind of, hey, Fiesta, Rodeo, we got Six Flags, SeaWorld, all that kind of stuff. So, And one of my favorite things, of course, is that uh, potential buyers and sellers, we get to pick our agents. We get to learn a little bit about your personality. Is this right. somebody <laughs> I can work with, right? Right. So um, you're one of those realtors, and I, and I appreciate that you're out there doing that. So what kind of videos are you what kind of content are you producing? Well, similar to Erica, our focus is really on education. And so the types of videos you'll find on our YouTube are geared towards helping sellers strategize to get the most money for their home, uh, helping people who are relocating to San Antonio, whether it's work or family or PCS through the military, 
uh, offering insights as far as neighborhoods, schools, um, things to do, attractions, and offering insights to investors who want to just start in investing in the San Antonio market. All right, awesome. And then, so uh, break that down a little bit. So as far as smart ways for to list their home and really kind of get the most money out of a sale, what, what are some things you would hit on there? When you're looking at getting the most money for your home, there's like two stages to it. The first stage is like all the prep work that you would do with the seller as far as how can we stage the home to make it look the most presentable. A lot of the, that, a lot of the times that means minimizing a lot of the clutter that we have in the house. Other things are doing photography to show the home well, um, offering insights to the sellers about what's happening in the market and what do they need to do to price their home appropriately to get the offers they want to get to get the highest amount of money for their home. Uh, and that's just working with sellers. And when we're working with uh, people who are relocating, we're offering virtual tours, virtual showings. Uh, we're boots on the ground for people who just can't get here to look at their home. And they really have to trust the person on the other end mm-hmm. to know what they're doing, to know the market, to be able to communicate well, and to be able to have the technology to show them these homes in a quality that they're going to be able to feel confident that they're making a good choice. Uh, when it comes to um, insights as far as the neighborhoods, the schools, we really dive into what are you looking for? What kind of school are you wanting your child to go to? Because there's different types of schools now. You have all these uh, STEM programs, mm-hmm. public, private schools. Um, what type of neighborhoods do you live in now that could relate to where you might live here in San Antonio? What kind of stuff do you like to eat? What do you like to do on the weekend for fun with your family, with your significant other? All of those things really go into helping someone relocate to San Antonio and understand where am I going to be living? Am I going to be comfortable? Um, and, and lastly, for investors, we really just dive into property analysis. Uh, firstly, what are your goals? What are you hoping to get out of it? Is it equity? Is it cash flow? And based off of those things, what type of property are you looking for? One door, two doors, three doors, or multi- mm-hmm. multiple doors? Um, and what are the rates? What are you going to get back off of those based off of your expenses? So we just really dive in deep into the analysis of properties and trying to educate first-time investors as well because it's so difficult to understand how do I get started? What do I do? What are the first steps? And what is this going to be like? There's too many unknowns. So we try to just educate from all four of those aspects so that people feel more confident, home buying, home selling, and investing. All right, awesome. Yeah. I mean, those are the kind of things I'd be looking for on a on a YouTube channel. Um, Sounds like it's all on the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, give me lifestyle, San Antonio lifestyle right. type of stuff. What? Give me an example or a couple examples of stuff that you're looking forward to covering or you've already covered. So we'll do uh, hot restaurants or things that have just opened up in San Antonio or specific neighborhoods that we know are really popular, such as Alamo Heights, uh, Timberwood Park, two very, very sought-after sought neighborhoods in San Antonio. So we'll look at... What are the fun things to do here? What are the fun things to do around? What can you do for kids, for nightlife? What are the new restaurants? And just go try those restaurants. First person, kind of show you what is it like to just live in San Antonio, to yeah. experience San Antonio and, and the culture and how family-oriented everybody is here. Totally. Those kinds of things are, are, as far as lifestyle, what we try to help people outside of San Antonio and even people in San Antonio who haven't really explored the city much, help them to understand their city better and, and what things they can do for fun. Or what we forgot in the last two years. What we forgot right. during COVID. What mm-hmm. things are like opening back up now. Right. Um, yeah. Mini golf courses. Uh, yeah. Coolcrest, I believe, off Fredericksburg. Mm-hmm. You know, it's shut down. And it's just a cool old mini golf course that now has trailers and live music on Friday, Saturday. And 
yeah, adult and kid friendly. Nice. So stuff like that, just things that we don't realize are wonderful things to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what about like uh, when it comes to neighborhoods uh, or like schools? Let's talk about schools a little bit because that's something that people relocating to San Antonio are going to be looking for. Mm-hmm. What would they be looking for, or what kind of content are you going to be covering there? It's super important for people. It's more important than almost anything for anyone who has kids is where are they going to be going to school? What's the neighborhood going to be like? And are they going to fit in? Those kinds of things. And so we'll look at – there's actual resources online that show you – gradings for all of these schools and people will review the schools and tell you about what the staff is like, what the curriculum is like, what the athletics are like. And when you look at all those things and what's important to you, whether your child does lacrosse or track, you can find those schools that offer the STEM programs or the courses or the concentrations that you're looking for, for what your kid is interested in and whether whether or not they have the athletics to back it up. Mm-hmm. Um, if your child wants to do scholar and athletic type of scholarships. Yep. Um, so we look at all different facets of the schools and what they provide specifically to you and your family and what y'all are looking for for the way that you want to raise your kids. All right. Excellent. And that's so time intensive. So it, that's it is. Impressive it's a lot of research. Yeah, it's a yeah, lot of research yeah. and stuff, but it's great information because yeah. it's not just about the house. No. It's about the community. Yeah. It's about what you do. It's about interacting. It's right. About and you're not really servicing the client by just selling them a house right. or just selling their house. You have to provide so much more value than that. And that's what we see in the market is that, you know, agents just aren't doing enough sometimes. And if you just provide a lot more value, like we're trying to do with mm-hmm. YouTube, I think that that's really attracted to people and it'll help people understand you're someone who I know is going to help me more so than just fell out of contract. Exactly. That right. that personality factor, that likability factor, yeah. mm-hmm. that connection, yeah. that's huge. Well, people want to do business people, with people that like you. Right, Sorry. exactly. <laughs> and that's we're hoping, hey, this is me. And this is who you would be working with and the kind of information or knowledge that I would help to show to you. And that's what YouTube's all about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you can showcase your competency, your likability mm-hmm. factor, right. you know, right. your expertise. All that stuff's really yeah. good. Awesome. So if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Obviously, YouTube, Civil Property Group. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube. Um, our website, civilpropertygroup.com, which you can search any listings that you want. It's updated every 15 minutes. Uh, you can call me directly if you have any questions about real estate investing or anything involving real estate in San Antonio. My number is 210-330-9654. All right, awesome. As we wrap up the show, a quick reminder to check out our latest podcast on all the usual podcast platforms and find free video – free – why don't I got free stuck in my head? Of course, there are free videos on YouTube, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't go to homebuyertalkradio.com. Uh, that's going to be it for us. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Thanks, Mark. Bye.